0: You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 190, sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, Netflix, and iFanboy members like you.
1: Hello, welcome to ThatFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast,
0: episode 190. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. Hey there. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why Hello?
1: I don't like that. Hello? <laughs>
0: Are you wearing a kerchief? I am. I'm wearing a, a kerchief and I'm in the center square. Awesome. Ron Richards, the block, please. At iFanway.com, we like comics. We read comics. No one under the age of 25 will know what that means. Dude, we read comics you're generous week. with that age. <laughs> We read a bunch of comics, and one of us picks the best one, we're sold. <laughs> Writes about it on the website, and talk, we talk about it in on this podcast, along with various other books of the week, other topics of interest, emails,
1: voicemails, all that fun stuff. All, all I gotta say is that if my dad listened to this podcast, he would've laughed. <laughs> <laughs> That's we got that a terrible Paul Lind.
0: <laughs> Before we get to the show, a quick reminder and warning, this is a review show, so we will be talking about the things that happened in this week's books. So if you're worried about spoilers, pause the show, come back later, you'll be a you'll be, you'll be much nicer and happier person let anger
2: Just in your gen- life. general, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't Otherwise, think, I don't think so.
0: Push, push <laughs> on. This week, Josh, you had to pick, and I mean, there was about a billion books
2: I to th- choose from. I don't think Damn, that. I would... this, this end of the quarter thing, my God! The last month has been—it's all rain and hundred comic books a week. Well, the, the, no, the, well,
1: not even 100 comic books a week. This this particular this is the last Wednesday before the fifth of the financial quarter ends. So apparently Marvel and DC just had to throw up every book that they didn't get out this quarter today th- this well, I don't think it was DC so much as Marvel. I mean, DC doing... had a lot too though. I had 20 no, last we'll really week. Have... I had 20 this week. I who knows. I had tw- I had 26 books this week. Jesus. I, I spent I spent $80 on issues alone. Like I literally I didn't buy the new Rick Geary book. Because I spent so much on issues.
2: Who, who did? Wait, who else is left? Who can? Who got killed? Rick Geary. There's a lot. It looked good. I looked at it on the shelf. It's it looked good really good. Yeah, I'm gonna it? get
1: it. Anyway.
2: No, so. I just want to know what it is, and then I will move on. Oh, I forget who it was. Oh, it, oh. we'll, we'll ah, yeah.
1: will talk about it after the show. I'm walking <laughs> away from
2: this show. Walking <laughs> away. That's right. I had twenty-ish books or so, and I read all of them, and that is not conducive to enjoying comics. That's what I can tell you. Um. But uh, I, you know what is funny is that I didn't. I, I had a pick, like, as I was like halfway through, I was like, hey, that one was pretty good, but I wasn't really sold in anything. And I left uh, Greg Rucka's Detective Comics starring Batwoman for the very last thing that I read. Um, wait, and, wait, wait, wait. It's not just Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams on the third. Well, on art. Here's the thing this has something to do with it. Now, okay. a lot of people. Almost more people than not were were in this because of J. H. Williams. Um, he's a guy that people love to death. I'm I have not historically been a really big fan. I never finished reading Promethea. That was his big thing, and and I didn't I didn't you know, like I can appreciate him or not and everything, but um he's not my favorite, you know, like he's not somebody that I get totally excited about seeing. Um but I was really looking forward to seeing Greg Ruckka get back on this. And then sort of as I went through it. I was really happy about the Rucka stuff, but it, even to me, who's a who's a giant fan of the guy, like it kind of took a backseat to the to the JH uh, Williams art that I was seeing because I think he was doing things that I didn't expect. Like I know the main pages that that everybody's used to, um, like the the like they were in the preview and and there were those interesting page layouts and everything, but I think that I didn't expect to see the sort of style change completely as he got to the uh, you know Kate Kane. Not in the, costume. The day scenes, the day scenes yeah. versus the scenes. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then even, even in there, there were a couple of other kind of like almost David. I wrote this in my, I wrote this in my review. Like there's, like his day scenes look almost like Jamie McKelvey. Yeah. In parts. And then, and then his other stuff, you know, is that sort of painted, you know, it could be almost Alex Ross. And then there's some, there's like a little David Mack in there too. Yeah. Like it, it was all these different things that actually worked together. I didn't find it jarring at all. Um, and I was, I was really impressed by that. And I, one of the things is you see those really nice page layouts that he does. Um, but also he's got other pages where he just keeps it simple and effective. And I like that because he's not like trying to do it on every single page where it doesn't necessarily need to fit. Um, and those are the things that really stood out to me. It came up on the site that in my review I didn't talk all that much about the plot. Um, there's a reason for that. And it was that so far we don't really have much to go on yet. Uh, there's Kate Kane. We we see that she is recovered from being stabbed in the heart, <laughs> um, and she's running around. And she gets a visit from Batman. And really, this is a get to know you kind of issue. Not a lot happens. A, a new villain shows up at the end. I'd be hard pressed to tell you what she, what her name is or what her deal is. But um, she is well, stockings.
0: Well, she's the she's the new head of the the crime. Oh right, the crime religion. bible religion. Yeah. Right. So she's—they're the people that stabbed her in '52 in the first place. So her name is Alex. Her her archenemy, but even though Uh she's new, this is her archenemy group. But I thought was best about this issue was you didn't need to know anything about her. Really, she hasn't had much of a history anyway.
2: Well, she maybe maybe appeared in ten books. Well, the whole thing being that you know she she was announced must be three or four years ago at this point, probably three. And, you know, everyone made a big stink about it, and and then nothing came of it. Like, she just didn't – she never got a book. She would show up every once in a while, and only Greg Rucka would write her. So And she was always kind of interesting. You know what I mean? Like, there was all the jokes about her being, like, a one-note gay character or whatever. But he never wrote her that way, and I always kind of – when she showed up, I was kind of interested because it was new, I guess. Um, and for me, this was – you know the main part of this was getting to know this character and and the things going on because the overall plot that story of hers fighting the the crime bible people that's the same thing that's been going on with her it went on all through the the crime bible five lessons of blood miniseries um it's what was going on with her in 52 it's just the same story and and there wasn't like a huge plot twist or anything to that in this one but it was a, a lot to like otherwise i think uh, the 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 bigger
1: question is that now I don't know for sure, and who knows behind you know in the offices or behind the scenes, but I've been aware of this Rucka JH Williams collaboration for what two years now. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know it, I mean? and a large portion of that was sitting on it by DC, and and as evidenced by like that that Batman, that's that's Bruce, that's not Dick. I mean, they're going to probably I don't know if they're going to change it, to, but that it looks like Bruce. I mean, but it, have to. For, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be right, but. I got the feeling that it was, but that that could be tainted by the fact that I knew that they were sitting on this. But oh my, could you imagine if they came out with this right after Fifty Two?
0: Yeah, it would have been it would have been huge. Yeah. Like because, well,
1: it's huge now anyway. But. Beca- yeah, because because here because here's the thing. I mean, Connor, you're the Batman guy. Josh, you picked this. This this was my pick of the week as well. Really? Purely for the reason that after I finished reading it, I felt as if I I had never read comics before. <laughs> yeah like that that's what I felt that uh, like that the, the art by j well and the the story by rucka is top notch and he's amazing and we know how great he is that that combined with the this amazing art from J h Williams I felt as if I'd never read comics before like my <laughs> eyes were open like all of a sudden the lights were on. I'm like, that's how you make a comic book yeah like oh like those double those two page spreads the one towards the end when she's kicking yeah, that's a really good one that's the one that always comes to mind. Um, oh my god! It just—it just—it blew me away. Like I didn't know—I—I I couldn't believe—I—I I read it like three times in a row. I couldn't believe what I just read.
2: Well, you know, one of the things about the art that I—I I highlighted in my my review, which I thought was really important, was that Williams found this really interesting balance of of sexiness and strongness that wasn't cheesecakey. Like it's a beautiful girl and whatever, but there was no butt shot. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. see in in every other book, and even it, even the Crime Bible, like you know, her and Renee were just were just done up as as you know, they were like sex dolls. But in this one, like it was, I don't know. They they just they found that right balance of stuff, and I, I was really really impressed by that. And I just I don't know. I want to know. I want to read more of this story. Um, the other the other half of it is that there's a there's a backup story uh, about the question. Um, also written by Rucka with art by Cully Hamner, who is who is no slouch. I I don't see enough of his work. He just did the um. Uh, what was it? Uh, Black Lightning Year One, I think was yep. the last art mm-hmm. he did. Um, just a uh, like she's apparently answering questions off the internet. That's what <laughs> she does now, and that's fine too. And that that was a, that's like, a lot of times a backup story you can sort of take or leave. But that one I was like, ooh, I want more of that too. And so it was just a good comic book experience. Um, really enjoyed reading this one, and I, it was the same thing. I don't know if I felt like I'd never read comics before, but I was just like. That was, that was good classic stuff. It's not often that you read it's, – it's, when you get a Greg Rucka book that is a pick of the week kind of book, it's very often not – it doesn't smack you in the face like, oh, my god. It's just, it's just there as part of a whole that's got a lot of quality to it, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and even like the you know the checkmate issues that have been pick of the week in the past. It wasn't it wasn't that they had these amazing blow you away moments all over the place or like all the Gotham Central books. It's just that they were so solid and enjoyable and compelling. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, I would what, agree with that. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's funny because I finished reading this and similar to how Ron felt, I, I finished the main story and I thought, damn, that's so good. I wonder how many we're gonna get. Four, six. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, before he
1: just can't. I mean, there's no way he can keep this pace up monthly. Just, just. I mean, well, I, I think oh, it's done. I think uh, from from what I believe it's I, I believe it's done in in the can. All of it. That's I think so. That's what I heard. So well, that's possible. Well,
0: look, I think the, the the unintentional brilliance of the delay is that at least if Batman never shows up again, he can be either Batman in this in this yeah. beginning. He I like even that,
2: that's what I was gonna say. Is that like. You know, I don't know enough about what Dick acts like in in Batman. Is he trying? Does he go out and try to act like Batman? Does he stand in the shadows and does he get all? I mean, I would imagine that he would play that role. So that's why I was like, that could totally be Dick. He's just
0: even even the line about getting your hair pulled was kind of a little more whimsical than you would yeah. expect recently from Bruce. So it could easily be Dick. And even if it was drawn and written two years ago, you, you can still very much have this taking place now. So it works fine.
2: Yeah, yeah it did. Um,
0: but you know, the art just it's just. It's, he's so innovative in his layouts. And they're, in, they're not even – I mean you – there's a lot of talk on the internet this week about layouts and simple versus complex. And you, it's not overly showy. It's just
1: that it's artistically brilliant and that's yeah. – it all works – the context of the scene, that all, all the layouts work. And then the mixing, the mixing of the styles. I mean like I'm looking at the double-page spread where when Batman leaves her and she's – and the bottom of the page is her on the motorcycle and the little kind of lightning bolt panels are, are, are curving down to the daylight style, which is completely different than the nighttime style on the same page. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it, I mean, just the mixing of those kind of those looks, and then, like you said, there's the page with the 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 you know kind of watercolory David Mack esque kind of like memory kind of thought uh, memory panel. It, it, I mean, it's it's just amazing to see it mixing in a way that they don't get in the way of each other, and they all work together nicely, and it just and it's, it's just elegant. And like, and
2: Dave Stewart also going on top of that with different coloring styles for for the. Oh yeah, parts totally. Too. It's all part part of the whole big thing. Yeah. Oh um, man. I mean, he's got you know. Rock's got a hell of a team going for this book right now and uh it's it's good to have him back you're really like focusing on on a character who's interesting and 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 you know that fits in with the whole world and it doesn't feel superfluous at all. And you can totally read it without knowing anything about her. You can
0: you get all the information you need on the character and her situation in this page of this book. You don't need to know anything else.
2: And you don't need to know anything
1: about Damien or Red, or Red Robin or mm-hmm. Cowls or anything like that. I mean, like I'm I'm coming at it completely blind. I'm not a Batman reader, and this was a fantastic issue.
2: Wow. You know, that's cool. Great. Yeah. So there there you have it. That's why. I mean it's just it was I couldn't I couldn't point to any wonderful one thing that that they did. It was just one big old great comic book.
1: I thought it was interesting that in a week where freaking ninety million books came out, that this one would sit on top. Like mm-hmm. I just I thought that was really you know like of all the different dark rains and events and all this kind of stuff that's happening, the one th- this this seemed to me like the most unlikely list. Even though when you think about it, it's very likely because of how talented they are. Mm-hmm. But it just it blew me away. I'm, yeah, totally. Uh, one that was eight fifty four. By the way, we never number. Yeah, Detective before. Comics eight fifty four. Yeah, uh,
2: the the book that was almost pick of the week, although I wasn't quite sure about it, was uh, Superman six eighty nine. Um, very close. I-, I was wavering when I went and had to go press that button. Yeah. So it I see says that, a lot about this book. I see that you felt the same way too. This was one of those yep. like, uh, like explorations of of hero kind of things, and it was like the day in the life of of Monel. And this is just another example of another character who's basically new, or at least new to me. And they're building him up into something that I that's that's interesting and cool and different, and just playing with. I mean, it's, it seems like you've seen the stories about what makes a superhero a lot of times, but this was a really interesting take on it. And the other half of it being the, the don't yell at me, Connor. But like people think a lot of times that the DC universe is corny and James Robinson went and he found all of these little corners of the of the of the universe and he didn't he didn't make it corny like he, or he made it he made it interesting and seem not corny or at least to seem uh i guess sort of mysterious and interesting uh i really liked that it was just i don't know it's just it was, just a, it was a, such a nice issue like it had such a neat tone and 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 it, you know like i'm really coming around to renato gades as well
0: well the first thing is the last last month Manel, the main character, found out that he's dying, mm-hmm. and he's he's not got long to live. So in this issue, he's basically flying around the world, visiting things that he wants to, see, like famous pieces of art or architecture or famous cities, and 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 in, in through these visits, he he encounters heroes and villains that he needs to help or f- fight. And so it's it's a nice little travel log that that mixes superheroing with with famous pieces of art or, or architecture. And maybe because I'm reading Starman right now. Uh, In the omnibus currently, but this felt the most like Starman to me. That from what I've read from Robinson lately, this really felt like Starman. The mixing of the superhero stuff but the real world things, Mm -hmm. and it really felt had the same tone, the same vibe. Yeah, definitely. I really, I really liked it a lot. Um, It was it had a little bittersweetness to it because he is dying, and then at the very end, there's a cliffhanger that made me go, "Oh no!"
2: Yeah. Definitely
0: in big time jeopardy.
2: Well, they're also he was also like in between those pages. He just sort of every once in a while is moving the plot along. uh, Also, and it's funny because it's Atlas, I guess you know, who was in the very first issue that he did Mm -hmm. a while ago now. And and I remember thinking like last week, I was like, whatever happened to that story? I remember you guys talking about that story. And and uh, they never really concluded it because it's this big swirling thing that's been going on in these books the whole time that Robinson's been around on it. Um, it's, it's really, it's, it's kind of surprising how, how fun these are. Um, but yeah, this was almost pick of the week. It could have been on another week.
0: Yeah. Very strong. So was, so, so was amazing Spider-Man 589 though. I mean, there was, I thought uh, Joe Kelly
1: is just great. He's perfect for Spider-Man. Yeah, no. This all this whole arc has been. I mean, it's been really, it's been really kind of. It's funny how the pace on this arc has changed. Where it feels as if uh, the the past previous arcs were really kind of long and drawn out because it was going over the whole brand new day year and everything. But this one is like really fast paced and really kind of like edge of your
2: seat. I, I'm on issue now, by the way. Oh, you are. Yeah, I, I started. I don't know. I probably went six or seven weeks back, and I got up to what's this one? This one's 589. I got up to 588. Yeah, and I had read them all right in a row. Yeah, and I had to wait two weeks.
1: Oh, (laughs) how did that that feel? It was awful.
2: It was very awful. I was shocked at how in the the whole American Son story, how how involved it is with Dark Reign and the Marvel Universe proper. Because you know, before that, they had felt like they were existing and they were still in the same universe. But you know, he's playing directly with the toys from you know, like you know he. not this issue, but like when he you know, he has Spiderman beat the shit out of Norman Osborne and I was like, That's I don't well, know. That's, that's, this... cool that's the whole
1: thing that's the whole thing with the whole Norman Osborne elevation in the Marvel Universe. How can Spider Man not be
2: at the center of that? Absolutely. Um you and, know, and... it's not even fair to just make that those interactions be the case in in, in Dark Avengers or, or new Avengers, which is interesting because it's so much more personal in this book between Spider Man and, and Norman Osborne, whereas in the Bendis written books with Spider Man, Spider Man's kind of eh, Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah, there's a little bit of an. I mean, there was a little when it first started where he was like, no, he like he was he was uh, he was you know saying we can't trust them, and he was kind of right there with him. But you know, it's Hawkeye and New Avengers. Like in this week, New Avengers came out, and we get another Hawkeye talking to the camera kind of thing. You know, Hawkeye moment, or sorry, Ronin moment. Um, <laughs> yep, Ronan, Ronan. Keep, keep it straight Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, I don't know what I was thinking Ronan p- His proper name, please You know, I really like Ronan, Ronan's really got He, I mean, like, he's really becoming the heart of the New Avengers And, like, when Ronan, like, he should if, if, I mean, they made Ronan the leader, right? Yeah Yeah. Okay, yeah, so when Ronan's the leader been. Like, when Ronan talks, I'm like, okay, stop Ronan's talking I gotta listen Because whatever Ronan's gonna say is gonna be worth listening to
2: so. <laughs> I like how you said it like Ricky, Ricky Anderson <laughs> Exactly Whatever Ronan says Rhoda's the best that.
1: But yeah but I mean it makes sense that it would be more personal in this book And then the fact that you know that Kelly is reaching out and involving you know ancillarily the Fantastic Four And, uh-huh. and you know like the little things like that it's, it's neat I mean like it's what I would expect from this you know Spider-Man's role in this whole greater big story
2: You know the, it, what's interesting too is I think there's been a different artist on each of these issues Yeah, There has so been the, Yeah yep. I didn't care yeah, like it didn't really. I liked matter. them all. They were all good. They were all yeah. Good artists. It, it all worked, and and so that works out fine. You got to switch around fine or whatever. But I really think that that sort of the the personal vengeance that that Peter Parker's feeling towards Norman Osborn is much more authentic in here than, than yeah. in the other books. And I I find that makes it really satisfying. I, I it's shocking to me that Kelly hasn't written more Spider-Man because it feels so right. Just so right. It yeah. Definitely, just so right. How could it be wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you that. The only, thing
1: this, the only thing this book could use that would make it a little better would be a little more Ronin.
2: Well, if you want more Ronan, then then I think Dark Avengers six is the place to go. I might be getting <laughs> mixed up with New Avengers, though. I can't remember. Which yeah, is, I
1: think which you is. are. Yeah, I don't think Ronin is in Dark. Ronan's not in Dark Avengers. At you're all, right. right sure. You're right. You're right. Sorry. He yeah. so, should be though? Yes, he <laughs> should.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. What do you guys think of this? Are you are you still down with this? Because this was pick of the week for a while or the first Dark, one? Avenger, Dark yeah. Avengers number six. Yeah. Um.
1: I I I loved when the when the little when the dark illuminati get together but I the the panel where Osborne yells because I told you to I could have done without That
0: yeah, was I a, like that cuz I, I like his, I mean he's he's mad that's I
1: got the I moment think. but uh, Diadato's that angle and the uh, the
2: I mean he looks like he looks like sloth from the goonies
0: well, that's the thing you get with Diadato's art sometimes <laughs> photo referencing I've
2: officially that. decided that while I mean he Diadato's not for me yeah. I I just he's not he's it's funny because he's you know he's one of the top Marvel guys now but like I just I it's I, that style is just not something I'm digging. Um I got I, I got to be honest this book's boring me at this point. Like, I'm like get on with it. I really like I'm probably reading it for the show.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> at this point which is very painful to say because you know Bendis Avengers should be among my favorite things but this one and all the other dark rain books that I read I was just like, "Eh." I was so much. I more wonder. I mean, by my I thought DC this is one of the
0: better ones mm-hmm. since the first issue, but I but I wonder if the whole entire enveloping dark rain thing is a t- is a adding to that feeling because there was a billion of them this week and yeah. it might be. And I think, but all also... of them cover the same ground. They overlap, and mm-hmm. if you're reading a lot of them, then it might. You know, I I even dropped a couple. I was reading the Hood, and I this week I decided, you know what, forget it. Like, I just too many of them, and it really adds a lot to the stress of it all.
2: Well, I think it's that I I really enjoyed. I think that I had read Amazing Spider-Man before this, and I really liked the Dark Avengers in that book, and I didn't like them in this book. Not right. not not didn't like them, but wasn't interested. And really, I really don't like the D.O. art. It's it's just I it, the the whole. And I know this is so lame because it's called Dark Avengers, but the whole thing is kind of dark and sludgy, and I just
1: less the Marvel coloring though. Yeah, I know. Just, and and the, th- the thing is that I'm reading it because like in concert with like New Avengers mm-hmm. and and the other things for the greater you know because because the, the the stories are being tied into each other you know loosely or tightly mm-hmm. and so like I kind of want to see what's going on on either side because I want to know what's going on in the greater universe um, but this one this one was was rough for me yeah. at least I mean you know mainly in the mainly in the art department also in the in the story department where I mean it's it's nice to see. It's cool to see you know behind the scenes and Osborne barely able barely able to keep everything together and like and dealing with all these crazies and stuff like that. But but part of me finished reading like it doesn't have to be this complicated.
2: Like it just seems so
1: complicated.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know what's funny is that one of the more interesting things in this was the Sentry.
1: Yeah, I mean
2: to be to be completely fair, like I'm like, well, look, they're finally doing something with him.
1: I thought it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting decision to have um to have the Sentry go to um, go to uh, was it Naboo or or what 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 planet is Jar
2: Jar <laughs> Naboo Sabanka? <bunker>. Yeah,
1: <laughs> when he went when he went to see Boss Nass. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I thought that was uh, an interesting choice.
2: The planet core.
1: <laughs> 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 so <laughs> <what> happens, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so what happens is that the the uh, the uh, a rogue f- faction of Atlanteans attack L.A and Osborne wants them vanquished and he wants Namor to do it but Namor, re- you know, Namor rejects it which by the way the whole idea of villains teaming up together you know they're going to fall apart I didn't think it would fall apart this quickly but, um, but that's one thing
2: so- I thought it was funny that all those other people were sitting at the table and never said anything yeah. Yeah, by the exactly. end Doom's <laughs> like so can I go Yeah, come on. But um, but so Namor won't play
1: along, so he sends the Sentry, and he says, you know, to kill all the Atlanteans, but bring one back so they could drag him through the streets and all that kind of deal. And the Sentry does it, and it's and they're in this underwater kind of city with the bubbles, and it looks like Star Wars Episode One. Well, the thing about uh, this is
2: going to be though to me, I'm thinking that like Sentry can't, he can't come back from this, right? Like even if he's not doing, I mean, he's not under mind control necessarily. He's just, he's just doing whatever. And I think it's kind of if you. Take him is instead of trying to convince all of us that he is the, the Superman of the Marvel Universe, like he's this huge loose cannon, this this loose dirty bomb. You know, they could go off and just wreck everything all the time. And I, I I like that as an idea more than I have in the past. That's one thing that impressed me about this issue. Yeah,
1: but um. But – and then over in Dark Avengers, you, you know, you barely – there's barely any mention of what's going on with Osborn as they're doing the whole Doctor Strange thing and Doctor Voodoo. I mean now. New Avengers. New Avengers. New, New Avengers. Yeah, New Avengers. I'm sorry, New Avengers. And then the only thing is at the end is that you get – you see Ronan see Osborn's reaction that was in the last issue of Dark Avengers, <laughs> the, you know, the war through yeah. the press. And, and, you know, so they're, they're loosely tied together, but I feel like I need to read them. Like I, I feel like this undying – it was funny because I feel like this undying pressure to have to read them to know what's going on in Dark Rain. Yet I'm not reading Dark Rain The Hood. I'm not reading Zodiac. I'm not reading any of the ancillary books.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's an interesting experience.
2: Well, um, suppose that you wanted to subscribe to all those but you didn't want to pay for all of them. <laughs> you did <have> to pay? <laughs> well, you wanted to pay less. Oh uh, So, yeah, so there you go. in effect, you would be getting some of them for free if you'd ordered enough. See what I'm saying there? Um, yeah. You could go to Discount Comic Book Service, which is dcbservice.com. Uh, they have monthly specials of up to 75% off, 40% off major publishers, and, and that's how you can get sort of your weekly books if you don't have a, a local comic shop or uh, you don't, you're not happy with the one you have. Uh, there's a flat rate shipping of $5.95 for all U.S. orders. You can get anything that's in previews. There's over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and ready to be ordered. You can track all your stuff online. That is www.dcbservice.com. All right big discounts so uh the end league is coming to an end it is uh, i i i i had a little trouble getting back up to speed with where we were it's been a while there it was cer- a delay it certainly has and and i but i did remember that there's certain parts of this that i like so much that i don't remember from the first half you know what i mean yeah. like the the i don't know any of their names but like the red skull character like yep. when I was like, Oh right, that's who that is. Okay, that's interesting. And then like once it starts to fall back into place and you're like, oh, the Captain America figure in here, it used to be a Nazi youth member. Right. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good reveal. Yeah, that was I mean, this this was a I mean, it's all kind of
1: I mean, we're coming, you know, I don't know, I think the next issue is the last issue. Yes. Is it or the double size yeah. yeah, so 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 you know, previously earlier in the series they were chasing after Thor's hammer. And admittedly I don't remember a lot that's happened in, in sure. the thing. I just I just remember Kennedy's great art. But um uh but this kind of was cool to see, you know, all the characters who I remembered all seemingly in the same room. I uh, mm-hmm. got an idea, okay, Thor's hammer, okay? You know like it it's moved the story along to the point where I feel it like getting ready to resolve and it was actually this I had fun reading it. I thought there was a lot of a good combination of of of
2: action and story. So. I think that this is going to be a neat trade when yeah. it's done. And I, and from where it started, that's saying a lot because you know, two issues in I was like, uh, "Okay, The Beginning maybe. was very rough. I have the first trade and it's uh-huh. it's uh um, but after what the that, first issues? whatever I have, it's hard the beginning stuff. It's just yeah. a beautiful book though. I mean, it's, I'm like, geez, look at this stuff. And I know this is not sort of the the biggest of mainstream types of art, but I love these pages with, with many right. bits of my heart. <laughs> yeah. The, the art is so good. Yes, so, so good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very good. cool. Uh, let's talk about a top cow book. It doesn't happen right. very often, does it? Um, no, for, I don't know exactly how it works, but Milo Ventimiglia or Peter Petrelli. Is somehow involved with Berserker number one.
1: This, st- this, this, I believe the story's come out of his uh, production studio, Divide right. Pictures, whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah. they have to
2: put as many, many letters of his name on the book. But ignore that. You need to ignore it. What we've got here is it's not a horror story. It's like uh, there's it's... a little town where these two people are going into Berserker rages, and when they do it, they rip people in half. Um and and they have to figure out why it it for it's like one of those books where at first you don't really know what you're reading because they throw you right into it and by the end you sort of you sort of get it figured out. Um, it's really violent, really very like bones shards sticking out, violent. Um,
1: that, that that's the one thing that, that towards the end of the book it's it, the blood starts flying and that's really what kind of struck <laughs> me. It was like whoa whoa.
2: <laughs> so if you're into a hyper violent book but you don't feel like, say the boys is, is the kind of tone you're looking for, this might be something you like. Jeremy well, and Jeremy Hahn, yeah. I was
1: gonna say Jeremy Hahn is just great.
2: Yes, he is. Uh it's it's a it's a pretty strong book. It might be worth something checking out. It's it's like a two loners out out in a little town nowhere and some shit goes wrong. And apparently they're Norse gods. Something like that. I don't know. Check it oh. out. It's 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 worth taking a look at. So Cool. Um Joe number six was I think
0: My favorite issue so far of this particular book and maybe it's because I wrapped my brain around it finally and decided that there are just two different G.I. Joe universes happening right now and one of them is this book and the other one is the other two books Mm. and I'm sort of enjoying it as a G.I. Joe multiverse because they don't really fit together. Not yet. Well no but I just like one feels more real this one's all about the G.I. Joe tech and like the -the over-the-top you know Mm. in this issue Destro transports his body, there, you know, he he develops a transporter. There is a broadcast
2: and, energy transmitter in this book, is there? There not? was a broadcast nice. energy transmitter.
0: <laughs> and I did it and I and I when I read that I go, Broadcast energy transmitter. <laughs> so I can't I can't not do that in my head. But um nice. I, I just I just can't you know, it doesn't it for me doesn't fit, so I just I just decided this is a different world and it's fine and it's enjoyable on its own and I actually really jo- enjoyed it more. And it's funny because both this book and GI Joe Origins kind of have the same story going on right now, where the GI Joes are in trouble and Rogue Snake Eyes shows up uh-huh. to save the day. But I, um, I like
2: Rogue Snake Eyes in Origins better because he's in bandages. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> anyway, funny that, that Chuck Dixon is going through a lot of effort to make sure that his Destro doesn't, in no way, sounds like the Destro from the cartoon. Like has- the overly phonetic Scottish. Yeah, life. exactly. Think, At no point is he going to go. Cobra Commander is a buffoon. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he was. He's always supposed to have been Scottish, and that was one thing that sort of went to the wayside. Yeah, but yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like Chris Claremont writing in the late '80s, where everybody's exactly. accents are phonetic. It was a good issue, though. You're right. It was fun, and I, and it was a great classic Snake Eyes with the Uzi and the the swords, and
2: and they found a way to make Destro and to Doctor Doom basically. Yeah, I was waiting for that to happen too, so I was glad to see it. I was like, well, if that hasn't happened in Origin, why is it hasn't happened now? Did either of you guys check out Dark Reign Zodiac? I missed it. Was it any good? Yeah. It's like it, yeah. it was nothing like We were talking about how all the Dark Reign books were kind of boring. This yeah. one was nothing like any of those. It's just there's this killer, and he's decided to name himself Zodiac, um, and he's a serial killer, and there's a ton of blood in this book. Um, and is he, he out of San Francisco? He, no, I don't believe so. But like <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Stop. <laughs> basically, he's like a villain who gets some other villains who are like screw this, we're supposed to be villains. Not this, not this we all get behind Norman Osborn and now we're the now we're the the you know, establishment. Heroes. Yeah, and so it's really violent and it doesn't look like a Marvel book at all. Nathan Fox is the the artist on it. He did uh, he did a few issues of DMZ here and there. And yeah, he, I remember the, I remember his issues. Those he, were really good. He did a book called Pigeons from Hell, which I think was from Dark Horse. I never read it, um, but it's like flipped through the thing. It really, like, it's I, I'm shocked that it's a dark rain book because it, it it doesn't seem like it should be in any way. I actually really enjoyed it. It was good. It was a book I thought about picking up, but it, it got
0: you a lot know, of books. All the all the dark rain books that came out, I said screw it to all of them. So. This is Joe Casey.
2: He calls me if I, I don't lose. read his books. I lose.
1: So, um, so on last week's episode, we had Josh's Vertigo Corner, <laughs> and uh, and so this week I thought I'd, I'd represent, and now it's Ron's X Corner because <laughs> apparently, as part of the de- deluge of books that came out this week, every X Men title came out. <laughs> Thank God <laughs> I don't read them. X Men Forever didn't, didn't X Forever just come out? Yeah, well, they're, they're they're it's biweekly. I think they're doing oh, God knows why. Christ. God knows Jesus. why. <laughs> <laughs> so X Men Forever came out, X Factor came out, X Force came out, Uncanny came out, the d- Dark uh, Avengers X Men Utopia book came out. Like there were just so many X books. Um, but uh, the ones I want to talk about, I'm just going to talk about three quickly, and so you, you guys can tune out. I'm talking to you, the X fan who's listening. Although c- although check back in later, Josh and Connor, because I'm going to make you laugh. Okay. But um uh so X Force number six, X Force number sixteen. You done? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> X-Force number 16 um, is the, the, the last chapter, the finale of the Messiah War uh, crossover, which has been excellent until this issue didn't deliver. <laughs> like, essentially what happened was that all the you know big fight, fight Strife, fight Strife, save the girl, save the girl, we save the girl. We don't find out who she is. We don't find out what her importance is. She and Cable, time jump into the future. Bishop gets his butt kicked. Apocalypse comes back. Um and all the X Force members go back to the present like it was totally non-finale like That's, it didn't pay off it didn't
2: pay off that sounds like wow. your very description exciting. there sounded like every X Men book I never wanted to read like
1: but it's sad because because it, in not paying off it was good I mean like it was well done it was well written it was the the action was good but like the the payoff of the story of like well what are they fighting for never delivered you what know what
0: was that one I read the X what was it Messiah Co- Complex might have been. One I read?
1: The, 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 the big one that was long side complex yeah yeah that one didn't pay off either when it ended up. yeah I think so, it's the same
2: story that just still hasn't paid off isn't it
1: yeah I know which is just kind of disturbing but that's not what I want to talk about what I want to talk about is apparently what in the world is happening to Warren Worthington I don't in know in this book in this book in X Force when it first started Ron Rain you know Wolfbane attacked attacked uh, Warren Worthington and, and and ripped his his wings off and then he kind of grunted and then stood up and he was Archangel again. And his skin was blue and he had metal wings again. Oh. It didn't make any sense. wasn't happening at all in the other books. Okay, So now in this book, he's in, you know, he's in the future and, and he actually helps – he saves Apocalypse's life. And for most of this issue, he is Archangel. He's got blue skin. He's got the metal wings. But seemingly – and they never show it. But seemingly he can just turn that off and the wings go back to being feathers and he goes back to being white-skinned. Now – Weird. So now we we cross over so that X 416 we cross over to Uncanny X Men 512 which actually was really good had a beautiful cover I don't know if you got to see the cover I saw that yeah, cover, the cover nice. was really really good but um it was really a really neat story in in Uncanny X Men 512 where Beast and his little his science team are they're trying to solve the whole mutant problem and so they go back in time to 1906 to when seemingly the first mutant was born in San Francisco you know conveniently enough um, wait a minute wait a minute is yeah. the first the Wolverine was born way before that. Uh, Don't don't ask questions. Um, All right. Sorry. So so when the issue starts, um, Warren Worthington is there in angel costume, feathery wings, white skin. He goes back in time with Beast to kind of help out. And at one point, like literally goes from one panel to the next. He has blue skin and metal wings. Like they, they're not like it's just this bizarro continuity thing, which I know you guys will make fun of me for, but like, because no, in internal continuity needs to make sense. You need to be, you need to explain that to me because even even within the issue, nobody they don't
2: show the change, they don't show how it happens. Like it's physically like, impo- it, like It's not it's like just, you didn't read a book where it's not like you missed an issue somewhere. Right. I'm yeah, sure. I know <laughs> exactly. And I
1: might have. And someone, so I'm sure someone will point out to me what I missed or whatever. But, um, but I don't think I did. And the fact that, I, and I looked at all these issues. In one panel, he's white-skinned, feather wings. The next panel, blue-skinned, metal wings. And Is David Lynch, the group editor. He might be. What I thought was interesting, though, was that it brought back. Remember the, that 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 uh, cele- that's uh Celestials. Not what was it called? That Neil Gaiman book. Then John Romita Jr. Eternal, um, eternal, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they revisited the fact that there's a huge gold eternal standing in Golden Gate Park in this issue. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. So that's I good. That was good. It's good.
2: It's kind of um, hard to miss.
1: Yeah, exactly. But this, other than the other than the angel archangel thing, this is a great issue. But um, the, the 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 piece the resistance of the of of Ron's Uncanny X Corner. Here we go. Is um is the Dark Avengers Uncanny X Men Utopia. This is the big you know kind of X Men Dark Avengers crossover. Norman Osborn's had it with the mutants. Um, I'm not going to talk about the story very much because, because it, you know, aside from it being contrived and just creating a conflict between the the Avengers and the X-Men for no apparent reason, as far as I can tell, um, I want to focus in on the credits. Um, so in this, Matt Fraction wrote it. All right. Fine. That's great. Um, Mark Silvestri, penciler. Okay. Perfect. Michael Broussard, Eric Balsuda, Tyler Kirkham, Sheldon Mitchell, pencil assists. Those are all the guys Ready? from top 10. Okay, so so keep count. Somebody keep count. That's five, right? Five. This Joe Weems with Marco Galli, Eric Balsuda, Rick Balsuda, Jason Gorder, Jay Leestein, Sal Regala, J- John Sabal, and Ryan Wynn. Inkers. Fourteen.
2: Fourteen artists <laughs> before we get to the colorists. Fourteen <laughs> artists. That must have been amazing. So what you get out of it is
1: is that pages look completely different like, like it's just like it's vaguely sylvester Right. But but it's not and like the thing is is that like and and not to and not to, and by no means do I want to you know because you know because a couple a couple of those names in the pencil system inkers the are good good yeah good you know like Tyler Kirkham and and Sal Regala and John Sabal and you know I mean like these are names that are good names and 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 you know, Ryan Wynn. like th- these are names I recognize that do good but you you you, you got to have some consistency on it and and unfortunately it came it came across for me like really no- noticeably as I turned to a page with Angel with feather wings. Um, but it sounds, um, like,
0: it sounds like to me they sold you the book as a Sylvester book.
1: Yeah, he walked in, shook your hand, walked
0: out, and you had to deal with somebody else. Yeah, there, exactly. There, there's we've wa- been fine, but it wasn't what you, you were sold. You mean, on.
2: you mean like when we have a guest host? Yeah, kind
1: right. of. There's literally one page where all the X Men are watching TV, and Colossus is like thin and like skinny like his face is really thin and long like and like and you turn the page and it looks like normal colossus like it just there was just no consistency someone whoever's in charge of dressing Scott Summers in this book needs to be fired cuz it hasn't been a white turtleneck and a black blazer and it just looks it, 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 it looks <laughs> wrong <laughs> <laughs> hey mister um, i look
2: like an oreo cookie
1: <laughs> but um, but then the, my favorite the favorite thing and and uh, Jimski one of our writers mentioned this over Twitter and and I I had already noticed it so I didn't respond I didn't want to give it away but I'm glad he caught it too. There's one moment so basically the, the whole story is that you know humans and mutants uh, mutants protest the uh, humans protest the mutants being in San Francisco and there are riots and and that sort of thing again seemingly out of nowhere because in Uncanny everything's lovely but um. Uh, so there's this big kind of you know, riot scene in the beginning, and then it, it becomes one of those like where the whole world is watching, and it, and it kind of goes around the world to show – you know, it shows uh, you know, Aurora in Wakanda watching it on TV, and it shows the New Avengers in New York City, and Ronin's there, and um, it shows the Fantastic Four. But then there's a panel from Le- Le- Laveria, and there's Doom with Loki, except Loki's a dude. Oops. <laughs> 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 How do you not catch that? Like, uh, uh, so this is this is a bit of a train wreck. Well, the, so, is,
2: the thing is, to change that panel, they would have had to call in, like yeah. 40 14 guys, 14, yeah. 14 more guys. Yeah, so one guy pay- doesn't arm One guy just
0: does. He just does. Messes risks. up payroll.
2: That's what it does. Yeah. How much you get uh, for working I, on that I, book? About eight bucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel good because I almost bought that because it was the first Avengers X Men crossover in fifteen years or whatever the solicitation yeah. said. It's, I used to used to like those when I was a
2: kid, but I decided not to. My,
1: my my big problem is is less with the art. The art is just funny, and I, admittedly, I'm taking cheap shots. And it's just, I mean, you're you know, a
2: but... you're a Sylvester fan, though. I am a Sylvester fan. So it's yeah, not my, him. Yes, that's but, why he but, draws the heads. Aside it's like the from, old style '40s style, where the guy would
0: date, where Bob Kane would draw Batman, and some other poor schlub would come in and draw the backgrounds.
1: Yeah, but aside from aside from the art, the story is really, really contrived and forced, and it's just and it's just getting us to whatever Dark X Men. Like it's like they got this great idea to do Dark X Men and do Norman and stuff like that. So let's just do it, uh, Ron. As opposed as opposed to naturally getting there. You, you tell know? me
2: one place where it says Dark X Men. you show me you show me one place hey we let's uh let's move on to the user reviews shall we word let's do stuchlach Stuchlach says uh of literals number three which is the last part of the great fables crossover part nine of nine giving the story a three out of five and the art a three out of five and zero which is not a good sign Uh, percentage of the user base uh, This the pick of the week. He says, This issue and the crossover as a whole was good, but not great. The quality of fables, in my opinion, is almost exclusively dependent on the quality of the characterizations in the book. Therefore, the real weakness of this issue and the crossover is that Bigby, Snow, and most of the other standby characters are extremely one-dimensional. Bigby's the aggressive guy, Snow is the superfluous wife, Jack Frost is a naive young man who who fits the heroic quest role. Think of a slightly more boring Luke Skywalker. It seems almost as if Willingham and Sturgis are bored with these characters and only include them in the story because they feel they should or perhaps for sales or out of a sense of loyalty um I, I i he he makes some good points i don't think it was as boring as a lot of people do but he gave it a three out of five i would either give it like a four or maybe a three and a half um i think it was an interesting experiment i don't know if it worked all together um but it was something different and i don't i don't fault anybody for doing that i like the end of this i, I enjoyed it I, I don't think it was a waste of time that's that's how i would say It's not high praise, but I thought it was pretty good.
1: All right. So our next review comes from The Horseman, uh, who reviewed Secret Warriors number five and gave the story a five out of five and the art a five out of five. And about 0.26% of the uh, iFanbase, iFanbase made it their pick of the week this week. And The Horseman says, let's start with Caselli's art. The guy is a monster. What I love about his pencils is that every character has a very original look. It's not just the costumes or the hairstyles, but every face is unique and distinguishable. His Nick, Nick Fury is bang on. There's also a dynamic flow to his panels, and his use of, use of perspective is fantastic. After picking up the first few, few issues, I bought the first three volumes of Avengers, The Initiative, and Trade. Yes, I like his work that much. And I got to admit, this is the first Secret Warriors issue that I really, really liked. I haven't been I haven't been high on the, the, this series um, up to this point. Um, basically Nick, Nick Fury leads, uh, the, the new howling commandos and dum-dum, uh, into, well, not the, not the, not the secret warriors team, but the kind of loyal shield guys. They want to steal the helicarriers, which I thought was great. Um, I can't disagree with the Horseman's comments about Caselli's art anymore. I hate Caselli's art. I just—it's too muscly and hmm. bulbous, and like I just—I don't, don't don't like it. If this if this book had more of a cleaner line, um, slimmer kind of artist, I think this would be amazing, like an Alex Maleev almost, you know. But Caselli's art just ruins it for me. So.
0: I like the art, but that's that's not the point. The point is the last two issues have been great.
1: The last two issues have been good. Yeah.
0: Because why? Because they've been mostly about Nick Fury. Yep. Whereas I still I still can't tell you the names of the characters, the the superheroes, the other super characters in this book. Yep. His his team, I I don't know a thing about any of them, nor do I care about them. I'm buying this for Nick Fury, and the last issue was fantastic. It's almost all Nick Fury, and this was mostly Nick Fury, and this is, it should be a Nick Fury book, and that's what I, yep. that's what I want to want. They, when they showed up at the end, the his, his team of humans, yeah. I was like I don't I don't care.
1: That was the cliffhanger, and I was like, oh well,
0: yeah. I so. couldn't just be Nick and his Talon Commandos shooting at Hydra agents, which was
1: fine with me. Yeah. So um, you can go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, and that's where you can uh, do your pull list. and you can come back on Wednesday or after Wednesday and rate them and write reviews, and we might read your review on the show, and they're all up on the website. You can go comment on them, talk about them. Lots of discussion in the review section. Um, so go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, and when you're done with your comics... Head over to www.netflix.com forward slash iFanboy and sign up for Netflix if you haven't yet. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's watching movies. It's fantastic. They've got over 100,000 titles. <laughs> they ship the DVDs right to your house. No late fees. Free shipping both ways. They've got Blu-ray titles. Uh, if you've got the Blu-ray player or PlayStation 3 or something like that, um, super fast delivery. I mail back a DVD. Within two days, I've got the I got my next one in the mail already. Um, majority of the shipments happen in one day. If you go to www.netflix.com forward slash iFanboy, you can sign up for plans starting from $4.99. You can get a free two-week free trial. If you've got the Xbox 360 or a personal laptop, you can stream from there. It's, know, <laughs> a Roku box. I have got a Roku box. A Roku box. I love it. Um, so yeah. So it's it's fantastic, <laughs> and that joke will never get old. I don't care. <laughs> it won't.
2: And I don't know if anyone catches it, and it's fine. It's totally yeah, exactly, fine exactly. because so, we're friends with him.
1: Exactly. So on to the emails. Our first email comes from Jesse Owenton from Kentucky who says, hey guys, I was just wondering how you feel about your favorite comics being delayed. Do you grin and bear it, curse the creative team or publisher, or wait for the trade and read it all
2: together? That's, that's Jesse from Owenton. Okay, I'm no sorry. No problem. <laughs> uh, we have, you know, it's funny because we hadn't talked about this in a little while. I think we talked about it a lot a long time ago. You know, like where are you feeling about the late books these days? I feel like there's a lot of them. I'm I mean, okay. I'm okay
1: with late books now. I've come to. I've come to an okay with it. In fact, the later, the better.
2: Well, somebody had said, <laughs> <laughs> like, I like late books. I won't read a book that's on time. Yeah, no, I, the, the scheduled books, whatever. Keep me guessing. That's too easy.
1: <laughs> I know exactly. You know what's funny
0: though? You guys is... realized that Daredevil came out this this week and had announced yeah. since
1: April. Yeah,
2: it was that. Like, was that long. I was thinking. Yep. I was like, this was yep. really good. How come I haven't been thinking about it? Everything yeah. it really was April. In April. Wow. Yep. That's really interesting, and it's never. I mean, far be it. I mean, who knows what happened? But Michael Lark is pretty bang he's on. Not a late guy. No, he's, yeah. he doesn't tend to be. Um, it's funny because like we did the show that was like the best of you know the year so far, the video show, and somebody brought up the fact like, how come you didn't talk about Old Man Logan? And I was like, because I don't know when it's going to be over, and I don't know how it's going to end, and it's awesome, but like well, I,
1: we could have talked. We could have talked about Old Man Logan.
2: I guess we could have. <laughs>
1: You know why? Because we probably. I mean, I mean, because it wasn't coming out. It wasn't. I mean, because the delay.
2: Yeah. Well, the so thing is get... that you just you're not thinking about it. That's the only yeah. thing. So it's gone from your mind. That's yeah. What. Yeah. From your mind. It,
0: it depends on the book. Uh, for me, it's if it's like a Marvel DC book that's later than a few, like a couple of months. Because a couple of months, anything can happen. You know, mm-hmm. artist get sick or hurt or something but if it's like a book that's tied in and, 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 lo- and tied into everything and it's later than three months then I've got a serious problem with that I um, have a lot um, unless it's a guy like
2: George Quintley, Perez
0: or, or, or George Perez or Steve McNevin there's, there's a handful of artists that I will give uh, leeway to because the art is so good but for, if it's a normal book then I go gotta...
2: I find that there, the, I find that there are everybody okay? Yeah, I Somebody dropped, somebody, I, somebody
0: smashed something in anger. I dropped something. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just, I'm he was sorry. So
1: I want to read the Legion of
2: Three Worlds. Um, <laughs> it just late books get me so fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that either of you guys, like, Ron, you don't get as mad about it as you used to at all.
1: Uh, well, well, no. I mean, I've got other things
2: to be mad about, to be honest <laughs>
1: with you. <laughs> I kind of, you know, I've got life in perspective now. Know, and you, so you, look,
2: you look tired. Yeah, um, anyway, exactly. you know what's it's funny? <laughs> Uh you know, what's funny uh, is that I forgot. I forgot what's funny.
1: <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I was going to say, I,
2: I am not. It's not. It's not at all. I, it doesn't bother me as much because I understand. Like, I don't get mad about it. There's people who get mad about it. Like they're like, why can't they do these on time? And It's like, well, Jesus, all it takes is one slip up. All it takes is somebody to get the flu for a week to throw the whole schedule off. And, right. and then the books three but, weeks I, late.
1: But at the same time, I mean, Lost comes out every Wednesday.
2: Right, but there's a whole bunch of people working on Lost. Plus they only affiliate. do 20 of
1: them. Yeah, No, I know, yeah. I know. I th- the thing is that it's it's a harsh reality and it's sad and everybody has the best of intentions and, no- and this book is going to be on time and it's never going to be late and yada, yada. And then, like you said, somebody gets sick or somebody go- gets another project or what? they go to a convention or whatever and the what next I- thing you know it's late. And, it- and it's, a- it's kind of like I feel like I've been beaten into submission. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. But then the, the, the super late books like your Ultimate
1: Hulk Wolverine books. That's ridiculous. And that's well, I something. feel like once that once Ultimate because uh, that's over now. It's done, right? They wrapped yep. it up. Yeah. So once mm-hmm. that wrapped up, I feel like the cosmic late book reset button was pressed, and we didn't really have any more ammo. And now we need something to be like tragically late that we can hold up as the as the as the martyr for all comic books. You know, you know? Well, Smith still Smith put three issues in a row. Robin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: All Star Batman there's and still, Robin is the winner.
0: All Star Wonder Woman.
2: All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> if it never came out, does that count as late? Well, we interviewed the guy. He talked all about it. Adam, huge, got yeah. it on tape. <laughs> yes, yeah. he was ahead on Jeez. that one. Oh no, I worked yeah. ahead.
1: <laughs>
2: well, well, I'm ho- technically ahead if it never comes out. I, I hope guess. Batwoman
1: isn't late because the art is so good. I don't think anyway. you
2: have to worry about that one. All right, on to the next email.
1: Robbie
0: Deswanar from New Jersey says, "You know how Detective Comics, Streets of Gotham, and Action have backup stories for an extra dollar now." Wouldn't it make more sense if they put those short stories in the front of the books and made them warm-up stories instead? When you go to a concert, one band does a short warm-up set, then the headliner comes out and kicks ass. Don't you think these short stories would fit better in the beginning, especially since the main story is usually better anyhow, right? Um, I always thought you were supposed to save the best for last. Maybe it's a, just how we were raised in New Jersey. So maybe it's different other places.
1: <laughs> There's more.
0: Well, uh, now that I think about, it, I thought we were just going to skip this part. But now that I think about it, preview should be in the front too.
1: You always see previews first at the movie theater, don't you? <laughs>
2: uh, you know, that's from yeah. Robbie Duar Zwar. Yeah, I don't know if it's if, if that's all one word or if it's an initial. Yeah, is Robbie D, Robbie D Zzwonar or Robbie Zwonar, which is difficult to say. Let's, let's answer his question. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, let's talk about his name for a while. Um, no. <laughs> next email. <laughs> next email.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, 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 think that if they put them in the front, that'd be hell to pay. I think everyone would flip out. It, it would break. The, it That's would... That,
0: but it's, but it's so arbitrary. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so stupidly arbitrary to, to, for people to flip out about something like that. It really is. Yeah. Um, I like these these co features that they're calling them. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's something that and, and people complain and bitch about Bad. them, but I find that people who have only been reading comics for recent. You know, wa- you know, recent times w- don't realize this used to always happen in comics. In the- yeah, yeah, I
1: mean all the Silver 60, Age books 70- they had multiple
0: stories. Yeah, sixties, seventies, and eighties. You bought a Flash book, you'd also get Elongated Man. You bought a Batman book, you'd get Hawkman story. Like this is Not something so that much always eighties, kind of went by the wayside in the, in 80s. the early eighties. No, the early, the first half of the eighties, you definitely had them in the
1: Detective Comics and things like that. On but, DC and Marvel remember, did Marvel didn't as much.
2: You Remember when right, this- uh, Rucka was on Detective and the backup story was the Josie Mac stories by Judd Winnick? Yeah. those were great. Oh, there was yep. Good stuff. So but good. I, I think. Sure. They could be in the front. They could be in the
0: back. It doesn't really matter. Or how about,
1: the, how about they don't have them at all and it's two ninety nine? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do you have to start trouble? All right. Josh, last one? Last email? Uh, my local comic shop has all kinds of wonderful, bright, open, and welcoming with a knowledgeable staff who love talking comics. Picking up my stack of issues is always a pleasant experience. Recently, however... I've been a little less flush as the global economy entered into its doom spiral. This has caused me – I love reading this. This has caused me to turn to large online general stores that offer discounts on books for my trades and graphic novels rather than my local comic shop, which has to charge RRP, which retail price, on all uh, books because they can't afford to do otherwise. I honestly feel quite guilty about sending my money to giant online stores that are doing just fine with my excellent small comic shop benefits from every sale. Do you guys ever feel this guilt, and should I support my local and pay the extra 20 Twenty to 20, twenty-five to fifty percent, and buy slightly fewer trades. Perhaps if you set up an affiliate link for Amazon.co.uk, I'd feel less guilty. Okay, so he's from the UK. Um, we don't. I haven't done that. Um, and and he says he likes Phonogram too. Anyway, no, he says thanks for the podcast and keep flying that flag for Phonogram. It's a wonderful book, Standard oh. Man. Oh, and I
1: never really say chaps, but as an Englishman emailing an American show, I feel I should. What, they what feel do you, pressure too. Do you
2: think we have all the time in the world? We can't edit anything here.
1: What are we around <laughs> comics? Oh, anyway, Ooh. <laughs> So, um, yeah, you should feel awful. No, do whatever you want, dude. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's a tough world. I, I never understood the idea that you, you, you try to find
0: your best deal in everything you buy, in a car or jeans or food, but why in comics are you not supposed to find the best deal you can? Because we
1: just keep hearing about how retailers have it so hard, how the industry's doing awful, and how you should support your local retailer. And I, and I agree with that to a certain degree, but like, uh, but the thing is, is that it's, it's, you know, it's, it's every man for himself. Well, I spend uh, 30 to $50 a week on issues. Yeah.
0: You know, it's not like I'm not spending a lot of money at the comic store every week. And if right. I want to buy an omnibus
1: for f- 50 bucks instead of 90 on, at Amazon, I'm going to do that because at, 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 be like, yeah. at those price savings, it's hard for the local stores to compete. And I think they know that. I mean, that's why my store gets one omnibus when it comes out. You know what I mean? And mo- more often than not, he sells it. And then you know, and it's not to me because I'm not buying an omnibus on Wednesday. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go to Amazon and buy it and
2: get a discount. It has to know? be about what's important to you. If yep, you exactly. feel like the, the services and the, the, the way that your shop exists, if that's worth it to you, then, and you want to pay that extra, then, then do that. Um, yeah. But, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't necessarily feel bad, I guess. Um, whatever,
1: ke- whatever, gets, whatever gets you through the day.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: so if you have any questions about uh, comic book guilt, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com, and we'll help you through it. Um, On to the voicemail. Our, uh, okay. We got one voicemail this week, uh, which is about a book that we can't stop
2: talking about. Hey, guys, this is Brett from New Hampshire again. I'll keep this brief. Here's my dilemma. I have issues three through seven of I Kill Giants. I've been dying to read this series, but I cannot find one and two anywhere. Should I just give up? <clears throat> Honestly, should I just give up and buy the trade? Be honest with me. I've tried the five shops near me and have been completely unsuccessful. Um, I don't know what to do it hurts me to just buy the trade because i already have these other five issues. Uh, help me i fanboy. Uh yeah, Brett. Um just buy the trade. Buy the trade.
1: <laughs> or you can go to conventions this summer and try to track down the issues but buy the trade. Just, oh my get, god, just buy the trade. Buy the trade. Just buy the
2: trade. There's no I mean, i like buy the trade. There's no there's <laughs> no point in keeping the, the i mean no, 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 don't even just buy the trade. Okay. But what
1: <laughs> just, just buy the trade. If you need to be told what trade to buy, call us on Voice of Atlanta at fanboy. That's 888 326 2697
2: I think we came off as unhelpful in this episode.
1: Probably, buy the trade.
0: Or
2: or we or we the bearers of harsh truths. Yeah.
0: Listen, when it gets to be hot out, buy the trade. This is a heat wave. There's a heat wave going on. We just give you the facts, man.
2: Buy the trade. We don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. No sugarcoating. All right.
0: <laughs> we don't we don't gussy it up with niceties. <laughs> We smack you in the face and tell you how it is. A
2: little bit. <laughs> he did it a little bit. He did. By the trade. Why, you mother... By the trade. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Josh. Okay. You can check out ifanboy. It's hot. Pick of the week. You can check out ifanboy.com for the Pick of the Week review that I wrote. Uh, and, and, and tell me what you think of it. Uh, and, and more in-depth comic book discussion on all sorts of things. There's, there's new writings that go up every single day and all sorts of really good discussions. Um, and all, there's all, everything that's worth talking about. The long box broke on ifanboy.com, and that was the place to talk about it. All sorts of neat people showed up to tell us about it. Um, you can also go to ifanboy.com slash about, and you can see the social networking links for all of us and then things like the, the ifanboy group on Facebook and stuff like that and Twitter and all those really good things.
1: Indeed. And if you enjoy what we do at iFanboy, doing this podcast, doing our video show, doing all the writing on the website, it'd be great if you could sign up to become an iFanboy member because what we do does cost money and there's some real costs involved, going to conventions and keeping the website up and all that kind of stuff. So if you head over to iFanboy.com forward slash store, you could sign up for various different levels. You can sign up for um, monthly at $4 a month or uh, $42 a year, and that gets you the uh, iFanboy prize pack, which gets you you some stickers and some buttons and a comic from our collection. So the cost of a comic gets you a comic. it all works out. Um, if you've got a little more money to spend, you can sign up for 10 bucks a month or $100 a year, and you get all that stuff I talked about plus an iFanboy member's T-shirt. People are going to be wearing them at the cons this summer. You don't want to miss out. So we thank everybody who signed up, and uh, we still need uh, we still need to add to that membership base. So uh, head over to iFanboy.com forward slash store, and that's how you can be eligible for giveaways. Like last week we gave away the Walking Dead compendium and the signed Joe Casey and uh, Chris Burnham sketch books with uh, Nixon pals and Godland and stuff like that. So we've got a lot of ton of great giveaways planned for the summer, so you don't want to miss out on that. So go sign up.
0: And while you're at iFanboy.com slash store, you can check out the Power Responsibility t-shirt, which is our, se- our limited edition shirt. It's $15. You can get that there. and It's in red and it's in blue and it's going fast. So you don't want to miss out on that. And you can still get the original iFanboy intern t-shirt from Revision3.com slash store. And you can wear that and then we can order you to do things. Awesome. Get <laughs> me a coffee.
2: <laughs> you don't drink coffee.
0: Just get me one and okay. then I'll pour it out in front of you.
1: <laughs> and when, after that's been done, <laughs> I call you, you head over to ifanboy, ifanboy.com forward slash Amazon, uh, where you can buy movies and DVDs and video games and books and comic books and all that other kind of stuff, help us out in the process. Amazon's got great offers, uh, uh, great deals. If you need to get the iKill Giants, trade paperback, go to ifanboy.com forward slash Amazon and buy it there.
0: Right below this show on the on your podcast feed, you can find a Transformers special edition podcast. We talked about Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, just like we do with all the big releases we like to talk about. So you can check that out on your feed on iTunes, below this show, Or on iFambo.com, you can just go there and listen to it uh, through the player. And last week, we had the big uh, announcement, the Murmur podcast, which is our other website. Uh, We had our first podcast, so that was over there at Murmur.com. Or on iTunes, you can search for Murmur. Find the podcast. We would hope you subscribe to it if you like this show.
1: And we'll put a a link to the show notes in this show if you – We will. Yeah.
0: We hope if you listen to this one that you also listen to that one. That was me and Josh and Paul Montgomery, you might know, talking summer movies, the ones that have come out so far, the ones we're looking forward to. So go check that out at murmur.com. And subscribe. We'd love you to. Thank you.
2: Uh, every – I found the typo for the week, and it's my <laughs> fault. Every Wednesday there's a new video show. You can go to ifanboy.com or, of course, uh, revision3.com slash ifanboy. You can watch it on your TiVo. You can subscribe through iTunes, all sorts of different ways. Uh, this past week was the uh, best books of 2009 so far. and this you, month... love the, you love the pregnant pause before the so far. Well, yeah, because <laughs> yes. And then next week, uh, I have no idea. What is Barbecue. 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 Oh, my God. How I forget? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the – the... July 4th barbecue show, the third annual one. That's right, where we, where we cook and eat and talk. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> and if you want to email us and let us know what you think of what
1: we eat and talk about, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at one fanboys That's one 326 2697
0: Boy, this one sort of fell apart at the end, didn't it? If you like this show – and just don't judge by this one. You can leave a review <laughs> at iTunes. We, we help, we'd appreciate it. That's how people find the show when they're searching for comic book podcasts. And you can do that for this show and for the video show. We really appreciate it. It would takes you no time at all. And, we, and it's something you can really do to help out the show. Even better than that is to tell your comic book store buddies, your friends, all the people at your store that you talk to or secretly scorn because they like different comics than you like. And that makes them awful. Yep. You can tell those people too.
1: And don't forget that the uh, podcast companion book from Tomorrow's Publishing came out yes. this past Wednesday. And if you want to read a, a very lengthy interview that's about a year old with us. I'm in us, that book. I'm in it. As well as well as our friends over at um, Around Comics and Word Balloon and Pipeline Podcast and some other podcasts are also interviewed in there. Great, um, It's a great read. Eric, the writer, did a great job on it. So you go to Amazon. You can buy it there. You can get it through your comic book store.
0: I, I just want to say you should – I recommend you get it through Tomorrow's
1: yes. their website because if
0: you buy the book through them – you also get a free digital copy, which is in color. The book is in black and white. Yeah. And if you want the, all, there's a ton of pictures, and if you want the color pictures the and the graphics and stuff, the full experience. Yeah. Go to uh, tomorrow's dot tomorrow. Oh, it's linked to our website. If it's tomorrow's dot com.
1: I don't know. I don't know It'll be the show. It'll be in the
0: show notes as well. Go to tomorrow's. Buy the book through them, and you get the free color edition, which is which is really nice. It's
1: much better. Google Google tomorrow's publishing. That's spelled T W. All right, uh, it's getting hot in here, and you know what time that is. It's time to take, I'm off, take my dolls. pants off. Take our yeah. pants off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good right it. now. Quickly, hurry.
0: End <laughs> the show the belts off. <laughs> Until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I've got no pants on.
1: I'm, I'm getting a little gamey. I'll be honest. <laughs> Don't smell <laughs> me. Don't smell me. Simmer down, simmer down, simmer down. Stay cool. Simmer down, simmer down, quiet dog by hot dog. Stay cool. down, down, down. Stay down, Stay down, quiet dog by